astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me podcast. My name is Kate Wind. I am your host, and I am joined by my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So today we are talking about 2020 because so many people are like, what happened? 2020 was supposed to be it. You know, we start every new year thinking, okay, this is going to be the best one yet. 2019 got a lot of shade, a lot of heat, you know, for mm-hmm. people saying how horrible it was. And you know, now we're kind of apologizing, saying, okay, maybe 2019 <laughs> wasn't so bad, so bad compared yeah. to what we're going through now. So as an astrologer, I think, you know, a lot of people have, have kind of turned to astrology this year just to, even if they weren't believers in the past, just to be like, what is going on? How can you explain all the craziness that has happened? One of the beautiful things about astrology is it's about cycles. Yeah, and patterns. at minimum, even though we can't maybe fully explain what's going on in this moment or how it's going to reverberate, what it's going to look like in the end, we can go back and say, oh, we've been here before in time. Right. And then talk about that. And that all of a sudden, oh, we have something at least to measure against. Exactly. Yeah. So just to clarify for anyone who might be new listening to us or maybe doesn't know about us that we're astrologers. So we predict energies that we're going through. We don't necessarily predict actual, I don't want to say actual events, but we're not psychic. So we're not saying this is how it's going to play out. We're saying that these are the themes, these are the energies of what we're going through. The dynamics of what we're going through right now. What you you as an individual, but today we're talking a little broader. We are going to talk a little bit broader just on on a larger scale. So... Um, in our appointments, we would take this back to 2019, but just for the sake of time, we'll start in 2020, in January of 2020, and talk about Pluto and Saturn aligning. That's a huge deal. Yeah. It happens only 35 to 37 years. Right, that they align together. So that means that they're meeting at the same point um, in the sky. So in January, they met at 22 degrees of Cap. Uh, Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So even when we're taking it back to the last time we experienced this conjunction in 81-82, it wasn't technically even the exact same thing because they met up in a different sign. They met up in Libra at that time. So Libras would have had a very challenging year, that 81-82, big changes in their lives. Yeah. So Capricorns, right, have been getting a little bit more, you know, of they're doing the heavy lifting right now with Pluto and Saturn in their sign. So the last time that we actually experienced Pluto-Saturn together in the sign of Capricorn would have been back in 1517. 1517. And guess what happened that year? You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Martin Luther pounded this edict into the uh, door of the cathedral. Catholicism dominated. Catholicism was... It was more than just religion at that point. You know, they kind of had a big impact in politics and how people could live. So it's a different culture that we probably can't relate to, so to speak, um, as easily now. But the point is, it changed the world. And that was a, a, a split 
a split away from what the Catholic Church, and Martin Luther was pointing out heresy, he was pointing out that the Catholic Church was selling redemption. If you were wealthy and you had an affair, you could give the church X amount of dollars and then it you know, didn't count, so to speak. Yeah. He pointed out just problems. With? Yeah. With how things were, what the rules, the laws, the structures. Right. I mean, does that sound kind of similar to what's going on today? Yeah. So just to kind of tie that in, the idea yeah. is because the last time we experienced this in Capricorn, right, 1517, and now we're experiencing it again now, 2020 in Capricorn. Capricorn rules things like government and structure. And so that's why, right, we can look back to 1517 and see what, how was kind of the rules or structure overturned by seeing Pluto and Saturn come together. And that sing, like sings a very similar story, right, that we're hearing now about, you know, people being pointed out for what's not working. Right now we're in the middle of um, the Black Lives move, Movement and the idea that we're pulling up history and we're talking about how things have been done incorrectly. We're calling people out for things that, you know, weren't put into law that were favorable for everyone. Yeah, Martin Luther could have been saying poor people's matter. Right. Right? Because the Catholic Church was taking monies from wealthy people who were sinning. Yeah. And they were paying off for their sins. Uh, and poor people couldn't do that. So right. poor people were going to hell, so to speak, in that world in right. the 1500s. Yeah. So, so it's very interesting, very applicable when you yep. think about what's going on right now, because that's what people are stepping up on. Not just blacks, actually, you know, women, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hispanics, I mean, name it. Yep. Uh, pointing out the inequities of the system or how the system is rigged with this, towards a certain outcome generally related to money. Yeah, well, and so just kind of what we started about, this goes back to 2019, right? Even just the, the it kind of hit off with the Me Too movement. So when you're talking about, yeah. you know, not like it. Yeah, yes. it's rigged. The system is rigged. Maybe it's just easier maybe for for men to talk to men to, you know, they relate. They don't have to adjust to talk to a woman or, you know, it goes down the line. Right. So when we sent the idea of going back to 1981, 1982, and for those of you that may be a little bit younger thinking I either was born that year or I wasn't even alive that year, we'll use the reference years of 1999, 2000 for you. But on a personal level to go back to these years and think, how did you live this energy out last? So the examples we just gave is how we are experiencing it on a whole, because when these planets come together in the sky, it affects Everyone, so we look to yeah, see yeah, how not just the United States, yeah, the world. the world. These are it's not Pluto Saturn coming together in someone's chart as much as it is they're coming together in the sky. Yes, and therefore it's affecting the world order. Right. And usually Saturn and Pluto together means the transfer of power, because Pluto is power, Saturn is who's elected, who's in charge, and power gets reassigned, transferred, demoted. Great examples we have in the headlines right now. A lot of people are arguing that, you know, oh, Congress is not doing anything. Oh, the president is taking control, you know, and vice versa, right? Yeah. So who has control and what country is going to come out on top? Well, yeah, even I think Trump, and I don't follow him, but he's always tweeting, oh, like at Fox 5, like, Mm -hmm. right, there is a lot of calling out of who does have the power. Is it the media or is it the president? Like, and it's kind of hard right now to even, even tell. 
So on a personal level, though, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just talk about this on a, on a smaller level. Right. If you have anything in your chart between the degrees of 22 and 24 degrees of Capricorn, and even just being a Capricorn, right? But right. you probably felt this even more significantly than others. But because this is a, um, a, a, a big aspect that happens that we don't experience much in our lifetime, the idea of if you've stepped away from anything in your life right now, if you've withdrawled, if you've redefined your lifestyle, right? So the idea of like divorces, moving, big stuff that would affect the structural components of your life, it's really supported. So again, going back to 1999, 2000, going back to 81, 82, what was the narrative that you were saying to yourself? Because it's probably very similar to what you're saying now. So just as an example, right, the idea of in um, 1999, 2000, if you were going into high school, (laughs) you might have been leaving behind some middle school friends. You might have been, the narrative to yourself might have been, am I going to be accepted? Am I going to be okay? (laughs) Am I going to be liked? Right. It could have been a very big deal for you, more so than the traditional transition, right? Right. From middle school to high school. Right. And so then, like, now, if you're entering into a new job, maybe saying the same things, you're leaving old people behind, you're wondering, am I going to be successful here? Am I going to be liked? Am I going to thrive? Should It's not going to be the same situation, but it should be a very similar narrative, just like we gave the example of 1517 compared to 2020. It's a pivot point. On a large level, it's a huge pivot point, but in individuals' lives. I'm going to get personal here. 81, 82, I was alive then. Moved. And I thought it was interesting. I'm a Scorpio. So if you can do a little solar astrology with me in my head, if you think of eighth, it's my, uh, Scorpio is my first house, Sagittarius is my second house, um, Capricorn would be my third house. And um, so we have this energy here of uh, moving, for me, uh, the idea of left Des Moines, Iowa, came to Las Vegas, big reinvention of my life. Um, so anyhow, it was a... a there was no going back and that's the point I wanted to say earlier with you is that you can't go back under this whatever you you if you already relate to it you see it this is where you are done with it there's you can't say well if this doesn't work I'm going to come back it just it's like time and space it's going to disappear right and there you can come back at some point but it's never going to be the same as it was yeah these are monumental changes this isn't just like oh i broke up with my boyfriend of two weeks Mm -hmm. this is right this is this is much bigger stuff so what she was saying in 81 82 she moved right she made a big change this year hitting your third house solar third house all about routine daily routine change has been right right much different than it has yeah, been in the yeah. past yes yes exactly and it also goes back to this idea of the the that third house of it being it's, it's a journey it's not in how i'm experiencing this time around it's not it's clear cut before it was very clear cut it's a move mm-hmm. pick everything up put it in a truck and move across the country now it's a, it's a little more subtle of how it's hitting me this time around okay but anyhow it's it's important that everyone kind of look back at their stories I want to think of, you to think of this visual. I want you to think of somebody oftentimes associated with the last day of school when we run out of the um, classroom and we throw our papers up in the air, we're done, we don't have to think about this anything more. That's the same feeling here, that somehow we're all getting this kind of sad feeling that something is over, something is done. 
right? We are gonna to have to adapt to a new world. So is there a fear factor? Yeah, this idea of you know doing something that once scared you or that wasn't in your, you yeah. know, in your uh, handbook, so to speak, of life. Right. Yeah, so everyone should be feeling like we're taking on a new chapter and that's also how we should feel on a much bigger level um, as a whole. So again, that happened in January 2020. The reason we're talking about it is because one, we're you're you're still under that influence, right? Just when it's a big event, it doesn't you're processing just, it still. Yeah, just like the graduation thing you gave. Graduation might be one day, but there was a whole thing that lit up led up to graduation, going to school, right? So we're still under that influence, and that 22 degrees of Capricorn in which Saturn and Pluto met at is also going to resurface here at the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. So now let's move into, so Saturn moved on, right? If you've heard our other lectures, we've talked about Saturn's on its way into Aquarius. Right. Right, so Saturn's moved on. But then here came Jupiter. Mm -hmm. And so on April 5th, again, 2020, (laughs) Jupiter and Pluto lined up. And this isn't as rare as Pluto-Saturn, but this only happens about every 13 years. Right. And so the last time that Pluto-Jupiter met up was 2007. So just to give an idea about this, because Jupiter expands whatever is going on. So we say that this should be, we usually talk about Jupiter and Pluto coming together like it should amplify the storyline. So in 2007, there was a little thing that came out called the iPhone. Oh, really? (laughs) And it was something that was right, it, it was huge. It blew up and it didn't just blow up in... Texas or New York, right. it blew up on a global level. All economic levels. Yes. Yeah, all economic levels as well. So when, so, okay, well, so we have Pluto, Jupiter, or sorry, Saturn, Pluto meet up in January. COVID, right, COVID-19 started becoming discussed. Well, that was the obvious thing. We didn't even mention that Saturn, Pluto, what was the big event here was there was talk. Right? Talk. There was talk. Of there COVID. Was some early, early cases in, in China, and, yes. right? Yeah, in and China, even definitely. In Las, in, well, we're in Las Vegas, but in the United States, it wasn't until like maybe February that we it became, oh, this may affect us as well. Right. Yes, yes. Um, it was mid-March that we kind of got shut down and then um, in, in quarantine. And then April 5th was when Pluto and Jupiter lined up. And that's when we started seeing kind of the numbers roll out about how these were affecting our peers. Right. Right. Well, the Jupiter-Pluto, normally, if I could add this in, Jupiter-Pluto together is usually a good thing. Yeah. I was telling a lot of clients back in January, wow, there's extra money showing up. Uh, You're going to do well. You're going to have extra money showing up in your bank account. Now, to be honest, kind of almost off the record, I couldn't understand why I had all these clients all getting money. That seemed like, well, not everyone can't be getting money. Right. Well... Isn't it interesting what happened? There's been lots of avenues for people to apply for money right now. Free money. Possibly even people that have never gotten any sort of government assistance before. Stimulus checks. Unemployment. Even unemployment for... um, uh, Self-employed. Self-employed people. um, Those uh, evictions. Uh, we're limited certainly in the state that we're in. Uh, you couldn't evict somebody under this energy, even if they couldn't, couldn't yeah. pay their rent. You could put all your bills on hold, your mortgage yeah. on hold. This, there's been, I mean, even though we don't talk about it this way, 
there's been an incredible ease of money under this energy for institutions oh yeah allowing people to slide or to cut rent or things of that nature this is in my lifetime this is unprecedented yeah the amount of help there is out there now i know it's not serving everyone equally of course but I know people that have done very well under yeah. this energy. They have extra <laughs> money and they're putting the money in the stock market and you know, you know, think lucrative things like that because oh, it's extra money. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's the pure form of Jupiter and Pluto. If someone has Jupiter Pluto in their natal chart, they generally are very successful. Excuse me, if they're conjunct, if they're opposing, even a square between them, they do well financially. Yeah. So here it lined up. So let's talk about one other thing about this one that happened in the past um, on April 5th. Mm-hmm. Because so Saturn and Pluto met at 22 degrees of Capricorn. And then by the time that Jupiter caught up with Pluto, I'll say they met at 24 degrees of Capricorn. Right, right. So just when we look at the symbolism behind 24 degrees Capricorn. You know what? It, and I didn't look at this in January. I should have. But at, when it started happening, March, April quarantines that's what I thought what is that degree about and that's why yeah, just the title of it a woman entering a convent yeah but the idea of withdrawing having privacy mm-hmm. um you know kind of hunkering down in the home right folks. tolerating unusual circumstances in the home meaning oftentimes having to put up with someone who makes a lot of noise or someone who listens to their music loudly these are just very mundane examples of it but how many stories have we heard of people talking about as we move to April, this is what people had to live with. Yeah. People were asked to stay in their homes. Right. And to live in much smaller spaces, we'll say. Even if yeah. you had a big home, if the children were home, the husband's home now, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you were kind of living living in more cramped quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, this symbolism also talks a lot about like the focus on just food and like kind of the necessities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I know like a lot of people were learning how to bake bread for the first time. Right. They right. were making pizzas from scratch, right? Because even it was a little bit limited too on what foods you can get. Oh, you know, like absolutely. rice was out and yeah, okay. flour, big things like that. So we had our first hit of that April fifth. Okay, so again, that's behind us as well. So it's like, why are we still talking about this? <laughs> well, because it's coming back, right? right? Yeah. So June 29th, which um, we are right around there right now as we're recording this, mm-hmm. um, Jupiter and Pluto are meeting up again for the second time. But in retrograde. In retrograde, um, also at 24 degrees. Yeah. And so when we were making kind of, I'll say, predictions, um, yes. you know, back in March, we were talking about, is it possible that we would see a second spike of COVID around this time or that there would be new mandates on how we have to enter, right, the convent again, right? Right. Um, and so we're just a few days out from the actual hit and we are definitely seeing higher numbers than we've ever seen with COVID. It, it got quiet there for a little bit. It did, it did, and I like to think of it as that first contact was April 5th, which means the problem was growing, 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 growing. By April 5th, everyone knew that, oh my God, we need to, yep. it was kind of the peak, and it was yep. right about then that there became more um, outspoken people or states saying, you know, we don't need to do this, and that's when some of the states actually started, okay, dropping loosening, off. loosening yep. the restrictions, and then they loosened so much right mm-hmm. we're in nevada 
casinos opened again, you know what I mean? So they really got relaxed. And we, as astrologers, we were talking, well, it's going to come again, yeah. June 29th, Wonder, but it's in retrograde. And we know in retrograde, they generally, it's mean it's being reconsidered. It would yeah. be a simple thing to think of when something's in retrograde. It's being reconsidered. And so I thought, oh, people are going to reconsider maybe being more protective again. Yeah. Yeah, so just as of this week, um, our governor, again, we're just speaking from Nevada, um, uh, put out a mandatory uh, must-wear-a-mask if you are leaving your house mm-hmm. um, thing in place. But we are seeing, I heard the Florida, the bars in Florida just shut back down again, yes. that people are now become they're, they're kind of going back. They're putting more restrictions back in. We had kind of opened up free and clear in some areas, and now we're, we're becoming a little bit more restrictive. Right, right. But the good news is that degree is not coming back, right? Tell That's, me. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> After this June 29th, we are done with 24 degrees of Capricorn. You know, actually with the exception of, and I just thought about this right now, Saturn's mm-hmm. retrograding. Um, it's still at zero degrees of Aquarius, but July 1st, it will go back into Capricorn. I can't imagine it's going to go all the way back to 24. To okay. No, okay. So. <laughs> but you're right. It's a good thought. Okay, we'll double check that. Um, yeah. But so, yes, to my knowledge, we are going to be done with um, to that 24 degrees of Capricorn. So that's the good news. Yeah. However, <laughs> right, that, that just is about the hunkering down and the, the restriction of staying in the home or tolerating some unusual circumstances in the home. That part of it does seem to be kind of from a historical viewpoint, it's in our rearview mirror as we're, as we're now after we get past this June 29th date. Yeah, so just to confirm that. October 2020, Saturn will get back to 25 degrees, <gasps> but we will not, not it will not get back to 24 degrees. Okay. 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 So, so the 24 degrees is done, but Jupiter and Pluto will meet up one last time this year. Don't tell me 24. I know. <laughs> we no, I know. No. Um, on November 12th at 22 degrees. So this is, oh. this is where people, you know, as what, an, what was the date again? November 12th. After the election. Right after the election. Okay. Right. And that's a hot topic right now. Being it an astrologer, is. everyone wants is asking, who tell me more about President Trump's chart. Tell me who's mm. gonna win. Tell me this, tell me that. And again, just going back to kind of my um, my warning prior, right? We're not psychics, we can't tell you exactly how it's going to happen. But when we look into the symbology behind twenty two degrees of Capricorn, just kind of like the title, the statement is a general accepting defeat gracefully and so you know we we've kind of you know played with what that could look like either someone looks like they're really in the winning that they they have this hands down it's in the bag and then there's some sort of um either surprise development or the the results are kind of shocking (laughs) that you know the person that kind of thought that they had it just is like wow I, I didn't have it I don't have it um not that we would wish any ill on anyone, but even the idea of someone getting it and then something happening where they had to step down, whether a sickness or right, something yeah. happening where they realize I can't do that and they have to step down. I think the key thing here with that meaning that you just described and the fact that it's November 12th, mm-hmm. now help me here, I should know this. I know it's the first Tuesday of November, yeah, I feel but like I don't know what date that is. Yeah, I the third the fifth. Is that the third, the fifth, something like something. that. You know, there's been some talk already that the ballots are going to take more time because oh, of yeah. all the mail-in, <laughs> that we're not going to have it decided. Oh, interesting. So that it would be very, to me, I think if I'm going to make a prediction of any sort, okay. it would be that November 12th is the deciding day. It's the day. Okay. Is the day 
when we get clarity because someone will concede, basically. Right, regardless, so, someone is not going to win, right? If there's two people. Right, exactly. So someone's someone going to win. <laughs> <laughs> someone's oh, going to have to accept defeat, right? <laughs> if that okay. wasn't too obvious. Yeah. But you know, that is interesting, though, to think that maybe that date might be pushed back of when the announcement will come yeah. out. Yeah, and there can be so oftentimes this what we call posturing with this degree. So oftentimes you may say, well, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to win, but I did it for my mom. I did it for my for this. You know, I mean, you can sometimes uh, point out things that were obvious to you, but you felt there was uh, loyalty. I need to do this anyhow. So okay. there's a little, sometimes a posturing so that, because um, the general, this isn't a general weeping, falling on his knees. Oh, I lost. They're, they're holding themselves together still. It's true. Yeah. And kind of going out with, hey, I gave it my best. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, you know, just to give it a little more flavor there. Absolutely. So that is the last Pluto-Jupiter lineup. But the thing that we do need to talk about, so right, we're done with 24. I get it. We're done yeah, with 24. please. But because Saturn and Pluto met up at 22 degrees in yes. January and kind yes. of activated this degree. Well, yes. Or yeah, they electrified. Well, I feel like Jupiter is going to come and electrify it. So, oh, what did Pluto okay. and Jupiter, or I mean, what did Saturn and Pluto did? They like, kind of, they put the flag in the ground or something. I don't yes. know, right? Yes, they right. A, and I, then I get you're saying because Saturn and Pluto came together at 22, yeah. and now Jupiter is going to come back, mm-hmm. and with Pluto and sit at 22. Right. Yeah, that's a. You're right on. That's so exactly. that's, I feel like Jupiter is going to reactivate what Saturn and Pluto did in January, I guess is what I'm trying to I say. I think there's a financial component to that. Yeah. I'd be so, very interested if loans might be waived. Okay. You know, I think some of the small business monies or something like that, because Jupiter and Pluto together generally creates some money thing going on. Yeah. I, I'm not going to interpret it as bad news. But there could be something, you know, some something, uh, you know, maybe we've never seen before even. Yeah. It's hard to imagine what that is. But Right. Or even just on a personal level, what happened in January of 2020 or maybe what you were thinking or maybe... Um, oh, on a personal level. On a personal level, okay. too, about what were you thinking or what were you kind of starting to move towards. Mm-hmm. If maybe you were a little bit slow on the action side of things because of COVID or... You know, that this Jupiter could give them an, another boost or it could be a breakthrough in their thought or it could be, you know, we talk about Jupiter being expansion. So the idea if you started anything, you know, that there could be a, a we, opening we up. Many people's lives were interrupted by COVID. Right. You know, people who were just on the verge of doing this and doing that. And now they've had a chance to rethink it. Think of what you re- reference to. Uh, would you say a woman entering a convent? Mm-hmm. The symbolism of that. Yep. Someone who's going to go look within. Mm-hmm. So people have been now rethinking their plan. Yeah, yeah, you were doing that. That April through June when we had that 24, we all did that, right? We were in our homes. We had more time. Maybe we were doing yoga. Maybe we were deciding, right. I can't work for a corporate position anymore because it really amplified how much control the government had. Right. When companies were just shut down over something that 
a lot of, you know, there was a lot of controversy if it was even real or not. Still is. There yeah. still is, yep. And so I, I know a lot of people that said, I need to become self-employed. I need to start um, saving more money. You know, they, they realized, oh my gosh, I've been making six figures and not right. saving anything. Right. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of internal stuff I know that, that came up. So that idea of going back to that 24 or so. But also you touched on the same issues in 1517 with Martin Luther. It's the true. way the Catholic Church was making everyone live, yeah. what the rules were, unfair rules. We want to get out from underneath and live more wholesome, authentic. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a huge movement. Yeah, well, even, and again, I don't know if this is just too specific to Nevada, but this week they're talking about taking the school days down to oh, yeah. two days a week. Reinventing that. Reinventing mm-hmm. that. And I know that there's going to have to be some discussions that happen with families about, you know, families that have, that need to live on two incomes. There's that side of it. Right. And then there's also families that have chosen to live on two incomes because they wanted a bigger house or a house right. in a nicer neighborhood or they wanted brand new cars they want to be in a better school district right oftentimes you paid the price right so even kind of it it creates this whole new going back the drawing board and i'm curious if there's couples having conversations right now about let's sell off this new car and get into a lower price car to be able to support only living off of one income we might be seeing a, a huge restructure if we really go down to two days a week because there's not enough nannies in Las Vegas <laughs> to, there, right. there's not, yeah, or day, yeah. daycare yeah. to put the, the no. entire, um, no. all of our children into, into that, um, yeah, to yeah, have a, need, a nanny. Need, yes, exactly, needing, needing daycare for three days a week. Yeah, so the idea, I guess, to my point of all that is there still is more restructure to come. Yeah, the domino thing. And we're still, we're still seeing it being activated by these different degrees between 22 and 24 degrees of Capricorn. And I think what we really hope to convey is that, you know, you may, some of us may have thought, oh, I made a mistake. I've done, I got myself into a bad position or gee, you know, this is, it's really, um, when you understand the bigger energies that yes, we see our country changing, we see the rules changing, but we have some obligation as individuals to make our worlds work absolutely to restructure and it's i know this sounds very airy fairy but you know if everyone would tend to their own business and you know get um in a position where they're stable the country would stabilize Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of it kind of goes if i understand what you're saying is like we talked about this one time about the last time that saturn was entering aquarius was the rodney king riots yeah okay and here we see saturn moving to aquarius again and it's like we're getting a redo. Mm-hmm. It's this is our turn now to live out this energy the and next see generations yeah, chance to, to see if we can make a bigger impact or do something that's longer lasting. Mm-hmm. So about that, you know, the mistake thing is like, okay, let's take our our history, let's take our past, and apply it to what we're seeing now. No, but I like I liked your thing about just identifying. Well, we don't need that. We we can get by with oh, this. Yeah. That see that's making the a stronger family unit true and that is what will help stabilize the country yeah well and move with saturn moving into aquarius right that yeah the reorganization of the home yeah i mean that's just again we could talk about saturn going into aquarius which that's a whole nother topic it is that we'll be touching on on and off here yeah, as, as, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. throughout the next year i think probably. we have our first one up for that but you know i always say people look at their homes and go 
how are we using this home? Are we using it efficiently? Do we need all these extra bedrooms? Do we need that you know, extra space here and there? Uh, they redefine how they use their home. They redefine who's going to live in that home. When Saturn moves into Aquarius. When Saturn goes into yeah. Aquarius. Just in general, there's a need to redefine. So taking that guest room and saying, you know what? Who comes? How often? To use that guest room? Let's pull that bed out. And now it's going to be. Yeah. Everything from we're going to Airbnb it to right. the idea that this is going to be an office. And now we're going to work from home. Yeah. Absolutely. To yeah. make our family unit work. Yeah. There is, this is, if you're not onto this, this is like the rug being pulled out from underneath you. Right. But if you're aware that it's mandating structural change to the community, to government, yeah. as well as to the individual. Yeah, it makes it a little bit easier to handle, to know that there is something greater that will come out of this. Because I know a lot of people, right, I mean... And too, with all the social media, there's so many scare tactics with the hornet bees and, you know, the fire. I mean, there's, right, there's, it's jokeable or laughable um, at this point to some. Um, But there is a greater good that will come out of it. So I guess, yeah, if there's a takeaway point to all of this is we are coming together as a collective, but on an individual level. (laughs) Yes, we're part of the collective. Yeah, to make some big changes uh, moving forward. And sometimes you do have to turn the TV off, right? Absolutely. And just focus on your own life. And then know that we don't have to worry about Pluto Saturn for another 35 to 37 years. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, perfect. That wraps up another episode of the Mama Me podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe so you get all of our notifications. And to book an astrology or feng shui appointment, you can find us at www.thekatewind.com or www.maryswick.com. Also, make sure to tune in to my Facebook or Instagram for my weekly horoscopes. You can find me at the underscore Kate Wind.